Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, look, if I ever stepped into a running back room in Kyle Jordan League, they would quickly kick me out. But on this show, I get to chill in the RB room. It's LaShawn McCoy. We're talking all things running backs. This is the president of the RB room. Okay, 2-5. Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. So much going on. Let's, Let's start go. with Let's Dalvin go. Cook. Where should Dalvin Cook land? He's a free agent, four-time pro bowler. Should it be the Jets? Should it be the Dolphins? Where should he you land? You know what? I, I thought about the Dolphins. That was a good pick. But then I thought about the Jets. They got some money to give him. I think all the running were arguing about how much money you're going to get. And he's a 1,000-yard rusher for the last yep. four years, so he needs some money. I think that when A-Rod gave that, 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 uh, back. Gave that money back, it's for running backs like him. I go there, go to a team that's going to win, that's going to compete for a championship. Why not? Break this down. Here is the why not. Because the Jets have a running back that they love in Brees Hall. I he's, know he's, he's not active. active. Oh, he's not active. But, but you said when you step into a room, an RB room, don't you want to claim the room knowing that it's yours, knowing that there's nobody on my level? So the difference is, is he actually, so Dalvin Cook got cut, right? And he's getting older. Yeah. Where it's not like you're bringing a young guy in the room. I think you give him a, a, a two-year deal, one-year really guaranteed. Got it. Right, because you know, Brees Hall is for the future. Uh -huh. So you have your future running back that's young, but he's injured. You slow pace his, his recovery, and you bring in Cook, a veteran, for a year, and see what happens. I love it. Okay, well, speaking of veteran running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, he was the best running back in yeah. football at one point in time. Now he's on the street. He's a free ah. agent. He was spotted with Matt Jones visiting the Patriots recently. Yeah. Where do you like Zeke? You know what? I like that move for him, though. I, I, I would say go to uh, the Patriots because at, at his stage where he's at in his career, I don't see him being uh, the, the bell cow, you know, getting all the carries. And I don't see him being the same Zeke we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. So why not go to a team where you can patch your stats up, right? Or go to a team that's a winning team that has a chance to go for a championship, which he's never got to. But the only team that I really love for him is the Patriots. That's why I visit there. I think it's a good, good fit for him. Do you still think, and obviously you are the running back extraordinaire, what all does Zeke still have to offer? Is he going to play I, that LeGarrette Le yeah. Blunt Patriots role, just put him in, in the goal line and go score a touchdown? I don't even think, I'll, at this point, he's not better than LeGarrette Blunt at that, at that point in yeah. his career. I'm going to say right now, I will match him up with two things I would do. Match him up with a really, really speed youngster and right. a young running back. Right, that's going to be for the future and him for a year or two. And him being a battering ram. I mean, he's still physical. He's still Zeke. He's still strong. He's still powerful. He gets you three yards, right? Red zone type of uh, um, or goal line type of running back. But that's really it. When I watch him play, I don't, I don't see that juice no more. I don't see Is it. Is there a space? Because what nobody's talking about on football, not even us, Tony Pollard broke his leg yep. the last time he was out there. So the Cowboys have committed the franchise tag, $10 million, to a running back right. coming off a broken leg. Yeah. Does it make sense for Zeke to potentially go back to Dallas? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't go back. You can't be with the face of the franchise, Ezekiel Elliott from Ohio State, right? 
leave, get cut, get and cut. come back to be, the, to be the backup? Oh, whoa, whoa, we can't do that. Okay, can't do it's that. It's a thing called ego, and we all have it. Hello? <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of ego, there's a battle of egos in the Colts. Ooh, Jonathan Taylor, yeah. superstar running back. Truth. 1,800 yards this sophomore season. But owner Jim Irsay is like, yeah. look, after your third year, we're not negotiating. But not only that, we're not trading you. What should Jonathan Taylor do? Hasn't reported to camp yet. He didn't pass his physical. Listen, what should he do? I talked to his agent a month ago. He's talking about the leverage. And the biggest leverage is... You have, a, you have a quarterback that you drafted in the top 10, yeah. right? Really, really good, but for the future. The best thing for him is a defense and a great running game. And we all know what this man right here can do for a running game. Yeah. That's the leverage. You got to pay. I'm the best player on the offense. And listen, if you don't want to trade me, what am I going to do? Because listen, like you talked about, my back hurts. My hamstring hurts. I'm hurt. I can't play. Pay this man. I, I truly believe that the Colts, they will come to an agreement where they will get him a deal. Maybe the deal that he doesn't want. Maybe the deal that they don't want. But they come in the middle, they meet in the middle, and they get a contract done for him. Given the fact, though, Shady, that Saquon Barkley, he didn't get the bread that he wants. Yeah, yeah. Josh Jacobs, he didn't get the bread that he wants. Is Jonathan Taylor, can he get the bread the, that he wants? The difference is, and I hate to say this, I think Saquon is an is a extreme talented player. He's not him, though. He's not him. He, really? he's a, yeah. This guy right here, he reminds me of them, them Adrian Peterson. Yep. Right, right. Christian McCaffrey, he's in that element, that group. Little Sean McCoy. He's in that group. <laughs> so you got to pay him like that. And, and the running back market is always going to be the top guys that make the big, big money, and then it, sl it slowly goes down where they don't make as much. And he should get paid at the top of the, at the charts because he's that good. If not the Colts, do you see somebody else saying, you know what, we'll take you on? Like, will somebody trade for him given the hey, fact that they only this, have this one more year thing, on though. the deal? The, 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 the Colts are not going to let him go. That's stupid. Listen, in football, the best players – and after their first contract, they never hit the market. Majority of them. They always get an extension. Yeah. Think about the great players. They get an extension. Yeah. You know why? You don't want your best player leaving your team at that age. He's still young. They doing this talking, and I get it. The team is always not trying to pay. The player always wants money. But they always find a way to get a deal done. Because he's too good to let him go. No doubt about it. Well, you would want to say that Josh Jacobs is too good to be let Ooh, he's go. A beast too. Right no, now, he's not in camp yeah. because the Raiders, they did not choose to give him the bread that he wants. He hasn't even signed the franchise tag. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Yeah. What's going on? What should I, he do? I, I spoke to him. He told, you know what he told me? That they didn't even offer him a contract. I couldn't believe that. But then again, Joey always talks about dysfunctional organizations, and we're talking about that with the Raiders. Yeah. That's what they are. So the best thing for him is really it's a lose-lose because, okay, he can't get a contract. It's over. He got to sign a tag. But one thing he can get, though, give him that incentivized contract. Yep. Give him incentives. You gave Saquon Barkley incentives. I didn't like it, but you gave him. He can get some extra money. So how about this? Listen, he's already going to make $10 million no matter what happens for the tag. Let's give me some, I don't know, $5 or $6 million where I can make for incentives. Maybe give me some yards or a team success, whatever it may be. Give him the chance to make some extra money. And if he does that, give him that money for that year and then hopefully get him a contract because he's that good. He... He actually is. This segment was that good. And I didn't get kicked out the running back room for no, the no, first I time in my life. Yeah, he, kept, he kept me in here. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up, family? It's time to talk about these quarterbacks, but to do that, you know what I need. I need the pill. All right, let's get right to it. Veteran quarterbacks, I was thinking, they have a lot to prove. Bear with me. Guys like Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, are they still having a lot left in the tank, or is it time for them to go ahead and maybe move on? Let's talk about the quarterbacks that need to get going or get gone, meaning it might be time for them to play somewhere else this season. First up, a name we all know very well, Derek Carr. Nine seasons, y'all. Nine seasons, but he's only posted a winning record two times. Shady McCoy, Derek Carr, is he going to get going or is it time for him to get gone? I think he gets gone. I'm sorry, gets going. <laughs> nah, I, I love his game. He's a hell of a player. He's, he's older. He's a vet. They need a quarterback like that. They got some talent and some experience. He has a really good defense, so he'll get the ball a lot. The running game with uh, Alvin Kamara, so I think they got something going on. We'll see. I think he gets going. Look at that division. I mean, you look, we just talked about quarterbacks and quarterbacks you trust. Who in that division do you trust? That's true. And he's highly motivated. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder this year. They have a lot of talent still. And, you know, I think Sean Payton set that team up for the future as Colts Come on, Derek. as well. So I think Derek gets going. Okay, let's get going to Matthew Stafford. This is the interesting one. In all case right. you all have missed it over the last two weeks, remember, the Rams asked Stafford to take a pay cut. Stafford said, nah, I'm good on that. The Rams drafted in the fourth round a two-time national champion in Stenson Bennett at quarterback. Shady Matthew Stafford, he's won a Super Bowl, but that does not mean all is great in Los Angeles. Will he get going or get gone? He's going to get going. Matthew Stafford's that guy. He's the best thrower of any quarterback in the NFC. We know that. This is the same guy that won a championship in Cooper Cup. It's healthy. He's ready to roll. So, yes, I think he gets back to going Ooh. and doing his thing like normal. Shocked. Joy. You know I've been on the Rams. It was <laughs> Rammer time. <laughs> yes. Matthew Stafford, first of all, is the best quarterback in that division. Easy. Easy. Without question. Easy. Without question. He, he's still a great quarterback. And if he's healthy, he just won a Super Bowl two years ago. He did. And I hope Matthew Stafford comes out and cooks. I'm tired of this disrespect. I'm tired <laughs> and of this disrespect got, for the got, um, Bay. Yeah. I'm tired of disrespect for Cooper Cup. I'm tired of disrespect for the best player in the National Football League. Aaron Donald. Thank you. So, I, I, yes, I think Matthew Stafford gets going. Okay, here's an interesting one because Jimmy Garoppolo just got going from the San Francisco 49ers, and he is now in Las Vegas. But he has had trouble passing his physical, y'all. Had trouble passing. Passing his physical with a foot injury. Shady, will Jimmy G get going or might he be one and done and get gone in Vegas? It's so hard oh, no. to say goodbye to Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, look, listen, I hate to tell the Raiders this, Devontae Adams, I'm sorry, bro. Hell of a player, my number one wide receiver, but your quarterback is not like that. And we all going to see when you're not with the Niners and you got to play quarterback for real, and can't rely on the defense, can't rely on the running game and the offensive lineman, you're going to see what happens. He's going to be gone. Woo. As in, cut, cut. Where you at, Joy? Jimmy said he was a quarterback for real. Yeah, like it's handed off. Yeah. Jimmy G was playing for fake. Yeah. Jimmy G was playing for fake. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I like Jimmy G, and Jimmy G has shown the ability to be confident, even when he was with the Patriots, with uh, with um, McDaniel and, and, the, and the Patriots. He's been, he's shown the ability to be competent. Yeah. But like Shay said, he's going to have to actually win some games, and the health thing is always a concern with Jimmy G. It's unfortunate because they do have some talent there, but... 
him him staying upright has always been an issue. And if he's not available again this year, I don't know how you could possibly put faith in his body moving forward. Ooh, well, let's move forward to Jared Goff entering his third season with the Lions. But here is the pivotal detail. No more guaranteed money after this year. The Rams moved off of Jared Goff, instantly won a Super Bowl. The Lions might be thinking to themselves, Jared Goff is standing in our way. I get it. He had a Pro Bowl season, but y'all know what they say. Good is not good enough. Shady, Jared Goff, he going to get going and get gone? Getting going, giving out crazy work. I love Jared Goff. I think he's a hell of a player. He's getting better and better and better over and over again. He has some highs, he has some lows, but he's always getting better and better. That's what I love about him. Last year, the top five offense, so I expect him to do the same thing this year. Yeah, I expect Jared Goff to get going. The difference between the Rams and the Lions is the Rams were in a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. The Lions are still building and coming into their own. I have some reservations still, but I love the momentum that the Lions have been building year in and year out. They're building a culture. They have the desire. You, You see even when they're losing, they're playing like they're winning. It's just a weird feeling when you watch the Lions. Like, dang, they really lost that game? Like, they did everything they could to win that game. They're just right there. So I think they're building on it, and the division is going to be very different this year. So I have faith in Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins, one of the most polarizing figures in football, not because of his personality, but because of the opinions about him. Now, Kirk Cousins, his sixth season with the Vikings, the furthest he has ever gone is a divisional round L. Shady, Kirk Cousins, he going to get going or get gone? I like Kirk. He's gone. He's gone. I mean, I feel like you can't get better with him, right? The Vikings are as good as they're going to get. And with him, you need something better. It's a good point. He's like Dak Prescott. The difference is Dak plays for the Cowboys, he plays for the the Vikings. And you know, you know. (laughs) Joy, what do we know? What happens with Kirk Cousins? I think he gets going in his own... Kirk Cousins-y kind of way. Like I just said, this division's different. Aaron Rodgers is out of it now. I do think it's going to be, I think every team in the division is going to be better except for the Packers. So the competition will be a little different this year. Kirk Cousins is good enough to win the division. He's good enough to win a playoff game. I don't know how far you can go with him. But for certain organizations, that's enough. You know, he's going to win regular season games. He's shown the ability to do that. And he's another year in the system. So maybe that helps him. I think he gets going Kirk Cousins style. Here's what's interesting, though. How much longer can you tolerate Kirk Cousins type of play in the sense that he's good, but shady, as you alluded to, good isn't necessarily great. You can't keep wasting away Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison, first round pick wide receiver, former Valentikoff winner, best wide receiver in college. He's there. Like, at what point are you fed up with Kirk? He is very good. Very good. But he's not necessarily great. Joy, shady. Ask, ask the Washington football What are they, the commanders now? Right? Commanders. Ask commanders. the Washington football team how much worse things can get without Kirk Cousins. Yeah. That's why I always put a little respect on Kirk Cousins. You want to franchise tag him, pay him a bunch of money, you don't want to have a long-term solution. What they've been through, like 15 quarterbacks now, we don't even talk about the Washington football team anymore. So, yes, you, you can do better than Kirk Cousins, but you sure can do a lot worse real quick as well. Unless you get blessed with having an owner that has his favorites. Like the Cowboys. It always comes back to the Cowboys. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and in. 
and we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We all know the Chiefs and Eagles are in the group of teams that are expected to do big things this season. But what about some of the other teams, like the Browns and the Lions? Mike Evans said the Bucks are not rebuilding this year, adding, quote, we are just trying to win right now. So, Shady. On first? Okay. Which, well, I think, you know, transition. Um, I, I happen to know what your answer is. So which NFL team are people sleeping on? I'm going to say the Bucks, right? Mike said it first. I'm going to say the Bucs. Um, I had a chance to talk to Todd Bowles, a good friend of mine's. You know, I was with him in Philadelphia, and then when I played with the Bucs. So I said, why would you go out there and get Baker Mayfield? Like, what were you thinking? And he said, when I look at my team, on defense, we're a solid defense. We didn't play well at times. We're a solid defense. You know the guys that's on, on our team on defense. He said, on offense, we're a solid offense. We got some veteran guys. Only thing we need is a, is a solid quarterback. I think last year the issue was the running game and the issue was offense linemen, mm-hmm. right? A lot of injuries. So when I look at this team, he's right. Baker Mayfield, the money part. To go out there and get a top-tier quarterback, you got to pay for that. And he said, I don't want to go out there and pay all that money for that quarterback because we don't really need that type of quarterback. We have the players in the room. And he's right. I, I think you, you, we, we forget, man, how good a team really is when they have a loss or two. When they have three four losses, right? Seasons. And when you look at the, the Bucs, they're a solid team. And if you get a guy like Baker Mayfield, which, I mean, I don't feel, like, great about him, but to go in there and manage a team, run the ball well, right, make the, the, the um, efficient throws, right? Nothing, you can win games. Nothing hard, just to win games. The same thing he did when it was the playoffs in Cleveland. And I'm like, you know what? I can see that because in that division, it's not a hard division. Panthers, Saints, you got the Bucs, and who's the last one? Falcons. Falcons. And the Falcons. That ain't a hard division at all. So when he said, I said, when he said that, I said, okay, yeah, Todd Bowles, you're right. I got the Bucs winning that division. Well, I'm Easy, gonna say, I'm going to say in the division, but I, I hear all you're saying. I just think I'm going to go with the Panthers as a team that we're not paying a lot of attention to. And they have the number one overall pick in Bryce Young. They Bryce brought Young, in yeah. Frank Reich. I think he's a good coach. They've got Brian Burns and Miles Sanders. I think they have some talent on the team. And if Bryce Young is what he was billed to be in college, I don't think they're going to make some run through the playoffs. But it's a very winnable division, as right. you mentioned. Yeah. And if he, can, if he can step in as a rookie and have a nice rookie season, I think they have enough talent there to, to make some noise. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns are the deal. And the reason they're the deal, when you look at their roster from top to bottom, they don't have a glaring weakness. That division is tough. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, we know how they get down. We know how bruising the division is. But... You got two of the best pass rushers maybe in football, and this is Darius Smith and Miles Garrett in terms of a tandem. You have Deshaun Watson, who has played as a top-five quarterback before. I think now that all that stuff is behind him, look, he doesn't have to kind of be the center of attention. I think he settles in. Year two under Kevin Stefanski, we will see a better version of the Cleveland Browns, and that is good enough to get them on a deep run. Before I say what I'm going to say, it's my daughter's birthday today. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. (laughs) Now, I'm going to stay in the division with you two. I'm going to Saints. 
Derek Carr, one of four quarterbacks to have four 4,000-yard seasons passing in the last five seasons. Defense, stout. They're good every year. They got a good defense. That's true. You got Chris Olave, and if Michael Thomas can come back healthy, he, he just, the injuries the last few years, and Alvin Kamara. Now, the Kamara thing scares me because you don't know if he's going to get suspended mm-hmm. for the incident he had. But people forget how good of a quarterback Derek Carr was with the Raiders. He's a really good quarterback, and that division is wide open. Yeah. The Panthers have a rookie who I believe is going to be great. Yeah. But he will be a rookie. The Falcons and Desmond Ritter. The Bucks. I assume it's going to be Baker or Kyle Trask. Baker. Right now, it's not even close. That car is the best quarterback in the division. Yeah. And it's not a I close agree. second. And so when I look at it, not many people are high on the Saints. But if they had a good quarterback last year, they get into the playoffs. They have that this year. They'll get into the playoffs and do damage. They also have the easiest schedule this season. I think we're kind of rushing over the Saints because obviously like Sean Payton is not there anymore mm-hmm. and we don't know what they're really going to look like. But I'm, I'm a car fan and he's also playing with a chip on his shoulder this year. So I think that it, he, and this without question, like you said, that he's the best quarterback in that division. But I'm also with you on the Browns. I have to see what Deshaun Watson is, but it, it's a whole full off season. We knew last year what it was going to be when he came back. Like yeah. it wasn't, nobody had any expectations. You have that much time off from football. You're coming back in the middle of the season. It's a tough division to begin with. Oof. This year, if they can stay on the rails, I mean, it is still the Browns. So, you know, they, 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 they seem to find a way to mess it up. But I do think a, a whole offseason with Deshaun there without everything that's going on and with Stefanski, because Stefanski's the coach of the year. Yeah, he's been there. And they have a lot of, of offensive weapons as well. They do, because they have Nick Chubb, so they can run the football. They added some weapons on the outside. Eli Moore coming over from the Jets gives them another weapon opposite of Mari Cooper. They have a perfect built offense. They got to play the Bengals twice. Game, all you, you know what, though? But, like, they're always like that, though. I, I hate to, to kill your pick, but the Browns are always <laughs> talented. You like killing my son. No, no, no. no, no, no. Like I'm, I'm being serious, though. The Browns are always good. They always have talent. Yeah. They always do. And then they find a way to bounce. But the, Jim Schwartz comes but, over. But the Bucks. I like him. Why Jim I like Schwartz the Bucks, though, is because we've seen them at their highs, right? We've seen them at their highs. They got talent, right? Even when Winston was throwing 30 for 30, 30 picks, 30 touchdowns, they were still a solid, talented team. So if you add a guy like Baker Mayfield, hey, look, be safe with the ball. We don't need you to go out there and be the first pick overall. Can he do that, though? Can he yeah, do that, His personality though. to be safe, that ain't he's, oh, he's done it with his team. He's done it with the Browns. When he went to the playoffs, was it because he was doing some great passes? He was four to 5,000 yards? No. We ran the ball. We played solid defense, and we were conservative. Yeah, if he stays in the, in the Come on. But you had better talent with the Bucs. You got Chris Godwin hey, and Mike Evans. Coming he up. was the worst pick. He's trying to get paid in uh, Tampa. He knows, well, he, he paid, he knows his talent. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services Marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. 
Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Desmond Ritter is set to begin the season as the Falcons' starting quarterback. Ritter said it was comforting to hear owner Arthur Blank say that he was the future at the quarterback spot for his franchise. And this got us thinking about the other young quarterbacks with less than five career starts. In addition to Ritter, we're looking at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, and Sam Howell. So, James, which young quarterback do you have the most faith in? For me, it got to be Jordan Love, right? You have had the opportunity to be in the same offense with the same head coach and behind the MVP Aaron Rodgers to learn from, right? All we hear out of Jets camp is how much Zach Wilson has gotten better and Zach Wilson understanding of the game and how he's improving off of a couple months behind Aaron Rodgers, right? You've had a chance to sit back, see the good, the bad, the ugly with Aaron Rodgers and this offense, right? And now it is your time to step in and you know the offense like the back of your hand, right? So for me, Jordan Love has to go out here and he has to perform. He should go out there and look comfortable. He should go out there and look confident. And he should spin the ball all over the yard being in this offense for three years. We've seen him come in, right? We've seen him come in against the Chiefs his very first start. He didn't look that good. It looked pretty ugly. We've seen him come in against Shady's Eagles last year, and he was like, okay, I mean, you know what I mean? You've seen the nine-day difference, just the command of the offense and seeing how he was able to move the ball. So, for me, you are stepping into training camp. Nothing is new. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and those guys, they have to come in here and learn a whole new offense, build chemistry with the receivers, all of that stuff. He has that. So for me, he has to come out here. He has to ball. I have faith in him that he will because he's in a very good situation. He should be comfortable with everything Coach LaFleur is calling. Well, I'm going with the Heisman winner at six foot, 190 pound, Bryce Young, the number one pick overall. Stop playing. I mean, everything you heard in, in training camp is he's lighting it up. And I think that, like, what was people were nervous about was his size. Like, can a, can a quarterback at six foot at 190 with a, with a frail frame, can he really do it? And they say he's tearing it up in camp. He's so smart. He's very, very intelligent. And I love that, like, he, he gets it. Like, some players, they just get it. There's some wide receivers that just naturally get it. They come into offense and they, and they do very, very well because they just fit in. And he's that type of player where he comes there, he's young, and all the old vets or talking about how well he's doing, how, how confident he is, how mature. The biggest thing they've been talking about in camp is how mature he is for that offense. And then the cool thing is when you add a lot of pieces to a young quarterback, you talk about Adam Thielen, who is a, Adam is a, 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 a veteran receiver who, who's been there through ups and downs of having different quarterbacks. Now you have a young, talented quarterback that you can make it easier for him. Them, them possession catches, being on time for routes, teaching the guys in, in the wide receiver room how to be 
make it easier for a young quarterback. Miles Sanders, a Philadelphia running back, who I love. I love this game. We couldn't pay him because of we had so many other players we were paying, but, but he went to the Panthers. And he's playing well. He's, he's going to be fast. He's very elusive. He opens up the, the passing game. You could, you could run it to him. And also the best thing about it, this game is that you could throw the ball to him in the flats, in the open field, let him get crazy work and get crazy busy. Another thing is I want to talk about DJ Chark, who was a big receiver, fast, athletic. When you give a, a young receiver these toys, these guys that make the game easier for him, where now I feel like in Alabama, when he was the Heisman, he had to do everything. You come here to, to a team where, okay, you have some guys around you that can make it easier for him. So I, I like Young. I think Young is going to be a, a great addition to that team. And the, be, and the best thing before I go is, is the division. That division is soft, right? right? I don't want to say soft physically, but this, it's not tough. Like, people can't wait to go down there and play them teams. I think the Saints is a, is a good team, but it's still, they're trying to find their way. They got a new quarterback, a new system. Alva Kamara might miss some time. The defense is getting a little older. Then you go to the Bucs. I think the Bucs are super talented. They probably my favorite for that division, but Baker Mayfield is the quarterback, and we know how he gets when he's under center. And then the last one is, uh, who am I missing? Atlanta. The Falcons. We just talked about their quarterback. I mean, he's new. They got a whole young roster. The, the, the Atlanta Falcons scare me because they have so much, t- so much young talent. Sometimes with young players, they can like do really, really well, really, really early, and you're unexpected. And then the sum is like, okay, they're really, really talented. They're going to be good in the future, but right now, they're still trying to figure out how to play this game. And then we have young guys, they're they in Atlanta, so they're going to hang out. They're going to do different things, right? <laughs> that is part of it. If you have a, some older vets in, that, in the locker room and the offensive side to teach them what to do. So I'm going with the Panthers. I, I like the Panthers as well. I think they're a sleeper team. I think Bryce Young is going to do really well. You mentioned a lot of the things that I like about Carolina and I like for him in Carolina. And also they have a new coach in Frank Wright, who I think is Frank a Wright, good yeah. Coach. Yes, he is. They also didn't earn that pick. Like, they took the number one overall pick, but they traded into that spot. So, obviously, they didn't have the best season last year, but a lot of it had to do with injuries. They were really flexible at the quarterback position, oh, moving well. things around. So I, I really think he's in a good situation for a rookie quarterback. He's obviously extremely talented. He is a rookie. I'm not saying they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl, but the question is who do we have the most faith in? I'm not, I don't know if I can go as far as you, James, with Jordan Love. I heard a lot of should. He should do this. He should do this. He could. He has to. Uh, he's a little, a little bit of a different situation because than, than some of these other guys because of the amount of time that he's been in the league but not playing. These other guys are mostly really young or rookies. So it's a different situation for every one of these guys that we're mentioning. The division, though, is interesting when you're talking about the NFC South. Atlanta, I think, has the best running back in, in the division. I think the Bucks have the most veteran talent. I think the Saints have the best quarterback. And I think that the Panthers have the most interesting collection of coaches, mm. talents, and a rookie that we have very high expectations of. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen there. But let's move on to another young quarterback. Zach Wilson will start tonight. But the number one, number two overall pick will be Aaron Rodgers' backup during the season. Rodgers gave Wilson praise, saying, quote, I think he'll look back years from now and be really thankful for this time to grow, to reset, take a breath, and it's going to set him up for a nice, long career in the league. So, Shady, how should Zach Wilson handle his situation in New York? Hey, yo, A-Rod, give us some advice. Listen, don't, hey, look. Just relax. Don't worry about being on the bench. Look, look years from now, you're going to thank me for coming and taking your spot. Anyway, uh, no, but you know what? I actually, I, I do love it just because to be able to learn from certain players is, is one thing. 
But to be able to learn from a Hall of Famer, one of the best players to even play, play, the, play the position, that's something different. I mean, I think that you can learn so many different keys how to, you know, prepare. I think it's players you don't really understand, like, how to prepare. A guy like Aaron Rodgers playing at this type of age he's at, where now you learn, okay, so how can I develop that longevity in my career, which A-Rod is doing that. And I think the best part is, like, how can I get my team, right, and my offense to rally behind me? I think every team that you've seen Aaron Rodgers play for, despite how he was acting or his behavior, you know, players, they, they love to play for him. I mean, James can tell you best. He played for him uh, and played with him. And the same thing, I think, with Zach Wilson. Like, if you remember some of the backups, I'm sorry, not the backups, some of his teammates, they were having the Mike White shirts on, they were cheering the backup on. And it's like, if I'm a starter and this is my team, I need y'all to rally behind me and support me. And I think A-Rod can really teach him them type of things. As for Zach Wilson, it's, it's one thing and one thing only that you should be doing. And that is getting better every single day. Every time you take the football field in practice, you should be showing the New York Jets after these two years, I'm your guy. I'm the one you drafted. I'm the one you had confidence in. You hear them out of the Jets camp already, and I touched on it earlier in the show, that they already saying how much better Zach Wilson's looks after one or two months behind Aaron Rodgers and just how much comfortable he is with the offense and just the growth they're seeing from him. So when you step on this field tonight, that's what we want to see, right? And as for Zach Wilson, I know you are on the New York Jets right now, but you are auditioning for 31 other teams, and that is the real. You don't know what's going to happen in New York. But when you take this football field as the number two overall pick in the draft a couple years ago, you let the world know that you can be that guy. I don't care if it's 10 snaps. I don't care if it's 20 snaps. I don't care if it's the whole dang game. When you out there in the game and practice, let them know that Zach Wilson is getting better and better every single day because like A-Rod is telling them, right? These two years, unless he gets hurt, unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, Zach Wilson is not going to see this football field. So for these two years, whenever you get the opportunity to show your talent, and a lot of it is going to be in practice, you got to show the organization that you're there. And when you do get to show the world it in preseason, uh, a blowout game, God forbid an injury, you got to go out there and be ready to play and show 31 other teams that Zach Wilson could still be that starting quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, you said it, James. He he might see the field still. I think Zach Wilson has to stay ready. He's got to focus on getting better for sure because he was a disaster last year. So he should be learning as much as he can from Aaron Rodgers. He should be trying to get better. He should be preparing for those next you know two years when Aaron's gone and auditioning for the, for other teams. But he might have to play this year also. The NFL comes at you fast. There's a lot that happens throughout an NFL season. He has to prepare as if he is the starter every single game. Let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers is an older player. And even if he wasn't, how many times have, have backup quarterbacks come in and completely changed their lives off of very short performances? Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy is a backup quarterback. Nick Foles? <laughs> Nick Foles went in and won a Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cooper Rush this year, Chad Henney. All of these quarterbacks have, have stayed ready and come in in moments and either gone on to really greatness 
or auditioned in that moment for another team or for their future and gotten real contracts or whole careers and starting jobs. So it's not just that he is auditioning right now for the Jets for when Aaron Rodgers eventually leaves or if he comes in and, and, you know, garbage time and puts up a nice performance for if they want to use him as a trade piece or something. He may see the field this year and have to go in and perform. This is a team that's that's trying to win a Super Bowl. That's why they brought Aaron Rodgers in. The Eagles had to use a backup quarterback this year. The, 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 the uh, Chiefs, like, you, you have to stay ready as a backup quarterback on a team that's actually trying to contend. It's not just that he's sitting around and learning from Aaron Rodgers. James? No doubt. No doubt. You're right, you right, you right on it, right? And, and like I say, you might have to come in there on some injuries. You might have to go in there, right? This is one thing about NFL players that I learned. Sometimes pride can really beat you up in the National Football League, right? So Zach Wilson being the number two overall pick and all that, just because you got to go in here in some garbage time and all that, you feel like, ah, oh, man, we blowing these boys out and I'm in here in this garbage time. Oh, I ain't, this, you know, this for the birds, you know, whatever it may be. No, nah, no. Nah. Every time you get an opportunity to take that football field, you have to ball. I don't care if it's a blowout. I don't care if it's an injury. I don't care what it may be. And you're right, Joy. When you are in those meetings with Aaron Rodgers, you prepare yourself like this is Zach Wilson's team. Like you are the starting quarterback. When you back there and Aaron Rodgers is getting reps, you are taking reps as well. Just in case you got to take this field. But whenever he gets on that football field, I'm telling you right now, Zach Wilson cannot play bad football. He's going to mess around and be the third string quarterback or he's going to mess around and find himself out of the league within the next two years because nobody believes in him if he don't play good football when he has opportunity to show. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Sean Payton didn't call Nathaniel Hackett by name. He said it was one of the worst coaching jobs. Aaron Rodgers has to step in for Nathaniel Hackett because Nathaniel Hackett can't go with Sean Payton himself because he's not on level playing field. And if he don't want to talk about it, I will. If they're bad this year, I'm going to speak about it. Yeah. Because I'm going to have my Fox hat on. I'm going to have my speak hat on. <laughs> and I'm going to speak. It's like the real housewives of the NFL. Between the Jets and Hackett and Salah and Mark Murphy and you got Sean Payton throwing shade. It's just shade. It's shade wars out here. This is shady. It's, it's shady. Holla. Holla. Oh. 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 Did you get that? I will mess up this whole segment if you put that on. <laughs> why are you, why are you show? Nah, that was a look back at this week on Speak. The NFL regular season is getting closer, so it's a good time to see if a few teams are trending up right now or down. So let's start with the Saints. Derek Carr is in his first season with the team, and Michael Thomas is returning from injury. But reports say Alvin Kamara will be suspended for the first three games of the season for his role in a fight in 2022. So, Shady, are the Saints trending up or down? I'm going to say turning up. I think Derek Carr is a hell of a player. He's, he's in that, that top tier of, of the quarterbacks in the NFC. Um, and they're in the, the weaker division. I think they can easily win that division, them or the Bucs. So I like it. I like them trending up. James? Absolutely. I'm going up as well. You talk about a really good defense. They just locked up Cam Jordan. Yes, they uh, did. Yes, yes, they did. So Alvin Kamara, big part of the offense. But you're going to get a healthy Michael Thomas. You got Chris Olave, right? You signed Jamal Williams, who be in there, be able to fill in for Alvin Kamara. 
I think this is trending up. I think the Saints is going to be a really good football team. Jordan, you got to share the scoop. I'm watching something coming. I, <laughs> Jordan, over here. Like, I know Jordan right got scoop coming it's up. It's not, not quite ready. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Maybe in the next 10 minutes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it is, then right you got to let us know. You know what I'm saying? So, New Orleans, to me, is really interesting because they just extended Cam Jordan. They have Derek Carr. Uh, Chris Olave is terrific. Yep. Michael Thomas is the key for me in that whole operation because he's been unhealthy the last couple years. He's a phenomenal player. He's been really good early in camp. And with the NFC South as it is, mm-hmm. I feel like there's an opportunity for them to win 10-plus games. Go. Yeah, and, and they arguably have, well, I guess it's inarguably have the best quarterback yeah. in that division, right? I mean, I love Bryce Young. We haven't seen it yet. I agree. I agree. So I would say that New Orleans is, is probably one of the more interesting teams but there's a lot of unknown, and it really comes to me down to, down to Derek Carr and Michael Thomas. All right, the Seahawks Ooh. in Seattle finished one game over 500 last year, but they still made the playoffs. So, Shady, are the Seahawks trending up or down? This is a tricky one for me because um, I've seen a little bit of it last year, and I liked it, but I don't know if it was fool's gold. Maybe. I don't know. Geno Smith, I, I played against him, and I seen him play, and it was – I mean, you know, but now he's turning around. So yeah. I'm going to say trending up. Yeah. I think Pete, Pete Carroll's a hell of a coach. He's done a great job with him. I think that division is uh, it's not too good. Uh, the, the Rams are, are banged up. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get together a little bit. The, the Cardinals, I mean, uh, they should have a top pick this year. So I'm going to go trending up. I think up, uh, but just just slightly. They're not going to catch anyone by surprise right. this year. James, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say up as well. I mean, you get your leader back on the defense and Bobby Wagner to yeah. get back. You got a really good young secondary. You're going to get uh, Adams back, Jamal Adams back there at the safety spot. So everything they got right now, I think it's trending up for them. And then we got both the problems. The Rams not going to be very good. Yeah. Kyler Murray's not going to be there. So they have an opportunity to really, you know, compete in this division against the 49ers. I think it's trending up for Seattle. Seattle is. I'm telling you, if there's a team that's really going to pop, it's the Seahawks. There's so much to like. They, they draft the Witherspoon at five. Pop it's, like what? What you saying? Win the division? I think they're a 12-win team. 12? 12? 12. Yeah. And they have a tough, tough schedule, too. Seattle is really good. So they, okay, let me just break. Let me just, they, have, they have Geno, right? He's the comeback player of the year. Yeah. They have DK. They have Lockett. The yep. real critical guy here oh, is yeah. JSN. Oh, yeah. So not only has Metcalf and Geno told me this guy is the dude. Mm-hmm. On draft night, I texted Geno. He said, this is him. He's the guy. Because he's the perfect complement to Lockett, who's in the slot, and DK, who's like that freak X guy. Yeah. JSN can play X, Y, and Z. And I talked mm. to Brian Hartline, who's the Ohio State wide receiver coach, and he said, as great as Olave is, great as Harrison is, Don't JSN, do it. Not, not, he didn't say he's going to be better, okay. but he okay. said JSN <laughs> is one of those guys where you could literally line him up anywhere. He will kill you because he's super, super talented, yeah. but also he really understands the position at an advanced level. So to me, that's our, it's one of the best trios in the league, but I think out of all these great young rookies, JSN's might he could have the biggest impact. There we go. All yeah. right, the Steelers. Insight. Kenny Pickett is entering his second season as a team starter, and he has a good young target in wide receiver George Pickens. Ooh. Steelers up or down, Shady? Hey, all the way up, all the way up. <laughs> listen, Black and yellow. Listen. Now, obviously, Kenny Pickett went to Pitt. Yeah. You know, we get busy. We get our crazy work. But anyway, I love the, the Pickett connection. George Pickens and then, and then Pickett. Kenny Pickett's? Oh, yeah. my God. Pickens, Pickett. I've been Pickett, watching Pickett. them uh, some camp. So my thing is I love to watch the camp to see what they're talking about. And everything they're saying is that Kenny is looking better and better and better. Their connection is getting there. They're always going to have a good defense. They're coached very, very well. We already know this. So, yeah. You're not expecting a lot from this team, so they're flying under the radar. Yeah. I think that would be a good team. I think they're going to improve this year as well. Oh, this is one of the ones that I was scratching my head with because I don't like going against Coach T. 
You should. Coach T don't have losing seasons. No, he doesn't. Or none of that. He always has his teams ready to play. You spoke really good defense, right? I'm a fan of George Pickens. I like George Pickens. But I'm going to have to say down. And the reason why I'm going to say down is because I believe this team is going to finish last in the division. Mm. And you can't say trending up if you think they're going to finish last in the, in, the, in the division and be the worst team in that division. I got Watson. I got Lamar. I got JoJo Burrow finishing in front of them. I think they're going to struggle this year. I think Kenny Pickett will grow, but I think they're going to struggle. They finish last in this division. That's why I'm going to say trending down. James, James, James. I know the division's brutal. Everyone's chasing Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson. I hear you. They signed Siamalu. Running game's good. Harris will be healthy. Mm-hmm. But it it's comes all about down, the quarterback. It comes, okay, so... Yeah. Pittsburgh told me this week, they said there's no way that Kenny Pickett's going to fail. I'm not saying he's going to be Joe Montana, mm. but the guy. got to say that, though, right? They told you that? <laughs> they, Pittsburgh said there's no gotta way. Say that. They said, they said it ma- football matters too much to Kenny Pickett for it to fail. Mm-hmm. And they also have Pat Fryer with really good tight ends. Yes, they yes. have a lot of weapons, right? And then you think about Pickett, year two. He, he was only first-round quarterback. There was a lot of pressure on him. I thought he had a really good rookie season, especially the second half. And to me... Pickett is that classic new age passer. He's 6'3", 220, but he can move him into the pocket. Yes, he, he can. can run. Yes, he can. And part of the thing with him, too, is like he has the weaponry, but he has the connection. And I think George Pickens, I, listen, I don't want to say the guy. I, I, say I, it. I, go and say it. it. What do you got? We can't say it. Here, Jordan. Oh, I think George Pickens this year is a top five wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think he becomes in that upper category of CeeDee Lamb, DK Metcalf, like he has that That's ability. Not too bold. He has that. He has nice. that ability. He has the range. He has the the ball catching ability to be a top guy. I mean, you talk about CD Lamb. His range to catch the ball and go make tough catches is way better than somebody CD did their homework. You did your homework. Where do you he have did his homework? Well, hold on, hold on. We got homework to get to. We got homework to get to. We got to get to Chicago. Where you got? I got to get to. We got to get to Chicago. The Bears only had three wins the last Bears. season. The Bears. But Justin Fields is entering his third season starting quarterback. Shady. Oh no. Down. Everybody's so optimistic about this this quarterback with these new weapons. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I've seen games we threw for 60 yards. Just like y'all seen games do for 60 yards. I, I don't know. I, I want to say this believed in Pickett, though, right? Yeah, but Pickett yeah, but was. I, I, see, I can see the tackle. I, I can see him throwing the ball. That's I see him throwing the ball. It's a bit yeah. thing. Just checking. Anyway, yeah. I'll say this, right? And I'm going to be as, as, as nice as possible. I, I, he has talent, right? Yeah, Fields has talent. I gotta see more, so I can't put him up or down. They like they like sitting in mud. They just right there waiting. They just they the light. Yeah, they the light waiting to go Wait. up. We gonna wait and see. They're trying to help the young fella, right? You're getting the weapons around them, right? They got a decent offensive line. You got a decent run game, right? They should play good defense. Bears always play good defense. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is out of the division, yes. right? Everybody's saying the Lions possibly the best team in that, in that division. I have them trending up strictly because of the quarterback, right? The quarterback, I think, will take a huge step in throwing the football. Okay. We know that he's going to make plays with his legs. I mean, he was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. We know he's going to make them plays with his legs. Okay. But under Coach Luke for year number two, with the weapons he has, he will grow throwing the football. You'll see a much better Justin Fields. Bears trending up. Do I have a few seconds to tell you my t- Yeah, I, I, know, you I know you have a take. I, I got, here's my thing on Justin Fields. You know, I talk about Pickens being a super talent but also a technician. I think Fields is that. I think he's – people see the running and all the ability, and they don't realize how talented he is inside the pocket. And Quincy Avery, who's his longtime quarterback coach, told me in his 20-plus years of working with quarterbacks, 15, 20 years, he's never had a quarterback 
demand to throw on off days like Justin Fields, mm. and that's the separator. Mm. Like I said with Pickett, it matters so much to him. Mm. It matters a lot to Fields. Now, that division's tough. There's a lot of moving pieces, Thank but you. I think Chicago's going to be better, and I think D.J. Moore is going to have a big impact Thank as you, well. Sir. Thank you. Is that, is that, so what is your prediction for Justin Fields? Mm. Thank you. Let's hear this. I think upwards of 30 touchdowns total. Mm-hmm. and over 4,000 yards passing. Yeah, and that's what Jalen Hurts did last year. That's a pretty doggone good year. We'll see. Mm. Hey, listen, I like what he's supposed <laughs> to you know, I like it. You know what? It's because he's a Buckeye, I like and he only wants to pick guys. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I, 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 I haven't like seen it. it. I haven't seen it. I think he's going to have a better we'll year keep this Keep your fingers year. crossed, please. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, thanks so much Thank for joining you. us. You got to give us the scoop first, though. Yeah. All right? At least if Ferg gets tweeted, you okay, got to let us know it's threaded. I don't know which sure. one you're, you're using, you're defaulting to first, but you got to let us know. Thank you so much for joining us, Jordan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Sunday morning, the U.S. moves on to the round of 16 at the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup as they face their biggest challenge yet when they take on the perennial rival Sweden. Coverage begins Sunday morning at 4 a.m. Eastern with kickoff at 5 a.m. Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. We cannot wait. We've all got our jerseys. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. We're fired ready to roll. up. Ready to roll, baby. Ready to see the U.S. in the knockout round against Sweden. Let's one go, down. ladies. And now it's time it's to bring in someone down. who knows everything that's going on with the Women's World Cup because he is there in Australia. It's the morning there, I believe. Fox Sports analyst Alexi Lalas, welcome to speak. How is Sydney and doing shows from that gorgeous set? Look, uh, greetings from the future. Uh, all is well. Don't worry. It's going to be uh, going to be awesome. Listen, this is uh, this is the best Groundhog Day that you can imagine. Mm. Every single day, getting up, working, like you said, uh, in this incredible environment here in Sydney. We have a, a wonderful Fox compound, basically down on the Sydney Harbor. So I get to look out at the Opera House and the bridge pretty much every single day and talk about a game that I love. So it's a pleasure to be with you, nice and early. I got up early. I threw on a shirt and some pants, maybe, and. <laughs> And uh, I'm with you guys. That's all right. Sometimes we wear pants around here. Sometimes we don't, too. What's been the best moment for you so far in this World Cup? I mean, first off, this is an expanded World Cup. And so we had eight debutantes. And uh, the the opportunity that this brings to the individual players and the teams, but also the message that it sends to the world and back to some of these countries and cultures that, let's be honest, have not taken the women's game seriously and haven't put the resources into it. That's fun. So to see the joy of a of a Morocco moving on into the round of 16, um, you know, these types of these types of teams that are here for the first time and using this platform and this power, that's uh, that's been wonderful, wonderful to see. And, you know, the individual brilliance that we see, whether it's uh, goals that are scored or incredible games uh, that will live long in uh, in history, all that kind of stuff is fun. And look, I, I've been doing this for a long time and it doesn't matter if it's men's, women's, or co-ed naked. As long as people are kicking a ball, especially in a World Cup environment, I am here. So I'm having a good time. Like I, like I said, this is this is what I this is what I love to do. And so I'm incredibly privileged and fortunate to be able to do it on a consistent basis and talk about all the stuff that's happening on the field. And then, the, of course, the bigger picture type of stuff that happens in any World Cup. Well, there's been a lot of crazy games in this tournament, and I was also very happy to see Morocco move on. But which team's exit shocked you the most? 
I mean, look, you got to go. You got to go with Germany right now because it's historically something that we've never seen. And uh, this is a German team that yeah, just wow. the the glazed look that came over German fans and German players when they went out. That was something that was something to behold because it didn't it didn't compute in their German brains. And you saw you saw the machines just kind of shut down and say, well, this doesn't this is not this doesn't make sense. And it did make sense because they could not get the job done. And you are seeing kind of a, a not a necessarily a changing of a guard. But as I mentioned, all of these other teams now that are starting to put more resources in, the rest of the world is starting to catch up to the elites. And obviously the U.S. would be one of them, but also Germany. And so this is a, this is ultimately this is a good thing, not for Germany, but certainly for uh, for the women's game, that there are others that are able to you know put their flag down and say, hey, we're here and we're not going anywhere. All right. Hey, quick question. It's been some up and downs so far. I just wanted to ask you, what do you think is our biggest issue with our girls team right now? So I think I think it's a combination of two things. One, as I mentioned, the rest of the world catching up and progressing. Right. And then on the other side, this particular U.S. women's national team, I guess, would, would be slowing down or regressing. And so you're coming closer and closer. And that's you know, that's a problem. Now, to be fair to the U.S. women's national team, this gap that we have created over the last many decades has been, to be quite honest, manufactured. We, we have legislated for it in terms of, the, of women's sports. And obviously that gave us an incredible advantage and created that uh, that uh, disparity between us and everybody else. And we put in the resources. And now as the rest of the world is, is starting to put this will be honest, also limited resources in, mm. but they can make up a tremendous amount of uh, of space. So I think I think that right now is the situation with this uh, women's national team. And really to just distill it down to its simplest form, they're not as good as previous na uh, women's national teams. Mm. And so that is the big challenge right now for this team as it goes into the round of 16. My dude Shady told me to ask you this question because it's only one thing that matters around here, and that's W's. So what do we have to do to make sure we get the W against Sweden? So Sweden is feeling it right now. We have a long history against Sweden. It's not really a World Cup or a tournament for that matter if we're not playing Sweden. And while we didn't face them in the group stage, now we face them in the round of 16. Sweden is feeling it. I think not just Sweden, but I think the rest of the field smells blood when it comes to this U.S. women's national team. And they are now in this strange position, maybe uncomfortable position or maybe more comfortable as the underdog and a lot of people doubting them. And I think that that's fair to doubt this team, given what we've seen so far. It doesn't mean that they can't have a wonderful game, but against Sweden, in particular, they're going to have to worry about set pieces. So your corner kicks and your free kicks, because there's a trend in this World Cup where they're putting the balls right in the middle of the pack, right in the middle in front of the goalkeeper. And with Sweden's ability in the air, defending set pieces, I think, is going to be huge and crucial because they are uh, when I talk about Sweden, they are using this as a tactic. They are putting the balls consistently in the in the dangerous area and they have the players on the other end to get up and win those balls. So whether it's a listener in goal, the goalkeeper for the U.S. Women's National Team or any of the defenders or anybody for that matter, they got to make sure that the marking is there. And that comes from coaching. So Vlad Kalandonovsky, this coach, has to have this team prepared for the, the onslaught that is going to be the set pieces into the box from Sweden. Well, there's plenty of talent on this team, but based off everything you just said in order to beat Sweden, which player do you expect to step up the most in this elimination game? Well, you know, Julie Ertz uh, has won two World Cups, one at two cycles ago in uh, as a center back. Then she's transitioned to uh, midfield and won a World Cup. Then she took the last two years off to have a baby and was away from the game and has come back. 
I think she's huge. Uh, Depending on where she plays, she could play in the uh, continue to play in the back. She could get moved into the midfield, but she's an enforcer and she's a leader. And I think that she's going to have to shut down a lot of the the attack that's going to come from Sweden. But again, in those set pieces, make sure that she is marking whoever uh, whoever needs to be marked and win those balls in the air, because I think this game is going to be in, in, in a lot of instances, one in the air. Before the World Cup, you picked France to win. So if you couldn't pick the U.S., because obviously you're picking the U.S. to win, who are you picking to win it all now? Well, I, I think my France pick is still good, but I, but I think you're, uh, you know, you're, we were out with Chris Felica last night, the bear, and uh, he was saying that, by the way, this game against Sweden, the U.S. is still favored by, uh, by the, um, you know, the, uh, the odds out, out there. So there are some, some experts, if you will, that still believe that this U.S. team can get through. And they absolutely, absolutely can. But as far as winning it, I think right now your safe money is on England. They are flying. And listen, I, I, it would crush me if the U.S. went out of the World Cup. That's one thing. But then to have England actually win the World Cup, that's... I cannot abide. Yeah, that is that. not something that we can have happen. So no anybody no but way. England, but they are playing really, really well right now. Anybody but England. Alexi, thank you for joining us. Make sure you check out Alexi's podcast on our digital as well, State of the Union podcast. Thank you for joining us. We'll be watching all the coverage of the World Cup. Let's go, ladies. Anybody but England. But the U.S. is going to move on. Thank you, Alexi. Let's go, girls.